When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, what a time to be alive if you're a Fremantle Dockers fan. Not only uh, are the West Coast Eagles in their worst position in their club's history, but your team have just beaten the two teams sitting above them on the AFL ladder. It was Melbourne last week in Melbourne. And then, just to frank the form, the Lions, the number one scoring team in the competition, up against the number one defence in the competition. Uh, and it was the number one defence who actually ended up putting on a great offensive display as well. So could life be any better for a Fremantle fan than being third on the ladder, just a game outside a top spot. You've beaten the top two teams and your arch rivals, the Nemesis, uh, they are in their worst position in recent memory. So we thought, let's go over to the West and have a chat to a man that wore the purple uh, with pride uh, and even wore it when it had a bit of green in there too. Uh, he did it uh, 208 times uh, for the Fremantle Footy Club, pick two uh, in the 1999 draft. And the host of the run home on SENWA with Damien Martin, Paul Hazelby, has been good enough to jump on. Hayes, hello, mate. Hey, Sammy, great to be with you, mate. Life would be a bit better if the, the flights were a bit cheaper to get over to Melbourne for the grand final. But we're not getting carried away, but flag mantle is a real thing over here. <laughs> Hashtag flag mantle trending. <laughs> uh, it certainly is, mate. It's, it's been terrific. And look, it's been a long time coming. It hasn't just happened overnight. This is a six-year rebuild, really from 2015, when the Dockers bowed out of the finals. They were on top that year. And then, of course, there was a big rebuild, significant rebuild. And the drafting has just been terrific. And David Wall was the recruiting manager. He's absolutely nailed the last six years. And that's why they were, are where they are right now. When you're, when you're looking at this team at the moment, what do you see? What are you seeing in them when you look at them over the last two weeks? I, I was really impressed with Justin Longmuir saying uh, three weeks ago after the Collingwood loss, just put it on the line. We've got ahead of ourselves. Um, and we need to address that. So they do, and then their next two weeks are as good a two weeks as they've had in recent memory. What are you seeing when you watch them play over the last two like when I look at them, I say they're missing some quality key forwards. But then you look again, and what makes them different this year is their ball movement. Mm. They don't rely mm. on those key targets because their ball movement from the back half is just irresistible at times. They find a way to get it to the open side. Their half forwards really spread hard and fast, and Michael Frederick and Travis Collier. And they either use those players or they go corridor, and they get really good looks inside their forward 50 because it's not about those key forwards dominating games. It's about the collective and even on the weekend, who would have thought Bailey Bansford would step up and kick four goals? Michael Frederick, three. Griffin Logue's been thrown into that role. So it's not a traditional game plan or game setup, but it's built on momentum, speed of ball through the corridor. And when they get on their own terms, like they did for the last three quarters against Brisbane and the second half against Melbourne, it's really hard to defend. So the no five, no Tabin and no Walters makes the win even more impressive. I've always been a big believer that if you are going to win a flag or get to a grand final, to get you there, you really need to have at least one, 
and possibly two consistent, reliable, and at times dominant key forwards. I think Lobb's starting to play more consistent than he ever has. Tabiner, we know what he's capable of when he strings games together. Um, the other part of it is that you've got to be a top four offense. You've got to be a top four defense. They're a top two defense, but they're still 12th in their offense. But over the last two weeks, so they average 11 goals a game, Hayes, but over the last two weeks, uh, they've kicked 14 and 15. Now, the Lions are the number one scoring side who average 15 goals a game. So they're starting they're starting to improve and, and, and increase their scoring, which is, which is, I think, what makes them so ominous, especially with those dangerous players that I've just mentioned to come back. And I think they've got gears to be able to do that. I think the last couple of weeks have showed us that when it's going against them, like it was in the second quarter against Melbourne, they have got this switch that they can go to to say, boys, right out, we need to change it up. We need to be more aggressive the way that we moved the footy to get some open looks. And in the first quarter against Brisbane, Brisbane just stunted their ball movement wholeheartedly and they couldn't get through. And then in that second quarter, they found a way. And what held them in that game was their defence. As you said, their defence is the number one in the competition. But uh, when things weren't going their way, they still kept the score down to three goals. And then eventually the tide will turn and they will flip the switch and they go into this aggressive ball movement mode. And that's what we saw for the last three quarters. So I'm with you. Traditionally, you need Tabano out there, but he hasn't been fit. You need Lob. And I've always said Lob's probably a really good third man. He's not your two man, mm. but he is having a good year. And his last two games have been terrific. It is a team built on ball movement. You look at their two losses. Why do they lose? It's because of that ball movement. It wasn't there because the conditions were wet. They couldn't move it like they normally do. They spread hard. They've got speed. They've got some really good players inside the contest to get it to the outside, but if they can't do that in those conditions, it becomes hard. But the last two weeks, they've been terrific. Well, the grand finals played uh, in open conditions, as, as we know, Paul Hazelby. So if it rains on grand final day, I reckon we'd find, though, that in between now and then, Justin Longmuir seems to be maybe one of the most... Um, astute and and broader thinking minds. I, I love the fact that he's part of a new coaching generation that doesn't just stop at, well, this is our structure, this is our structure. He will throw things around. He will he will make changes. He'll put James Aish onto Clayton Oliver. He'll put Griffin Logue to Stephen May. Um, he, he will. They will go and ta- tag a winger or that they change it around. They, they, they show you something different every single week. I'm sure now that he'd have a plan to combat their woes in the wet. Uh, I made the comment the other night, they're like cricket. They don't get play, they don't play in the wet. But he, how impressed with you, uh, how impressed are you with him as a coach? Oh, he's, he's been unbelievable over here. From the minute he took over, he's just a calm, cool-natured guy. And he's honest and upfront. There was an interview the other day uh, before the game, we actually told the broadcasters that Griffin Logue was going to go to Stephen May before the actual bounce. Now, you don't see that too often mm. because most clubs think, you know, you've got to keep it cards close to your chest and you don't want to give away anything. No, they went out and they told them and this is what they did and they executed on that. Even on the weekend, Nathan Fife made his comeback. They made the decision on Tuesday to let everybody know and it was a great spectacle for the waffle footy who's yeah. done it tough with the mid-season draft and all the different rules that have come in. They allowed everybody to embrace it. The week before, through the media, he said that they got ahead of themselves. Like, they're strong comments, but they're really honest and they're nothing different than what he'd be saying to each of those players behind closed doors. And then, you know, game plan-wise, as you said, he's got this ability to turn the momentum of the game around through a change here, either in the system that they're using or personnel, like 
James Ace going to Oliver, um, Griffin Logue as well. And then on the weekend against Brisbane, they had the same option to do that against uh, Lockie Neal with the tagging. They didn't go that way, so they're back in their own system first. But then there is this second and third plan to go to. It doesn't come off straight away. I've been. We're all loving that Top Gun's back in our vernacular and. I think of him when I when I watch the scenes where in the new one where it talks about that they've had a reliance on guided missile systems. They don't know how to dogfight anymore. They don't know how to outmaneuver, and they don't know how to you know evade. And they you know they're not switching from missiles to guns. And he does all that. Like he knows how to dogfight. He knows that if something's thrown at him, he can maneuver this way or maneuver that way. So I love that that is what he does with his coaching because it makes them such a fun team to watch. Even though they're not a particularly high scoring team at the minute, but if you're a footy nut then you'll love that that how they're able the nuances of how they change things up in a game. The Nat Five situation, Hayes, I, I love that there's some clear indicators of what they're about at the moment, Frio, in terms of culture. So they don't overpay Adam Chera just in the desperation to keep him. They say, here's what you're worth in our current system. If you can get better, then good luck to you and we wish you all the best. Nat Five hasn't played a game in about 12 months. Even though he's a two-time Brownlow medalist, they say, no, no, you, you come back through the twos. He embraces that. As a player, what message does that send to the rest of the playing group when your captain, your two-time Brownlow medalist, says, I'm not above coming back through the twos. In fact, I think I should. So it's massive, and every time they speak for mental players, it's all about the role and the clarity of role. I reckon every player in that team knows what they need to do, bar probably James Ace. He's the only one that gets confused and blurred <laughs> a little bit because he can play different roles yeah. on any given day. But everybody else certainly has the same role that they have, and you know this just sends an amazing message to that group. But Nathan Pike, two-time Brownlow medal winner, superstar of the AFL, is no better than them. But they, he has to go back, get some fitness, get ready. And there's a bigger call this week. It was a big call last week. But with that team, now what do you do? Because you've got Sam Switkowski who will come back in. Tabernar could come back in as well. Um, Fife played well. He played okay. Needed the run. But they've got the bye a week after. So it'll take another big call. But it also sends a message to the skipper that, you know, this team is built on different principles it's about the team. It's about what's best. And go back, get ready for it. But when you do come in, we're going to need you to play that role. And, yeah, some big decisions this week on what that role is and where that role is, whether it comes straight back in or one more week and then has a bye. So you could potentially get three weeks of footy in the Nathan Fife. But it's a big call because he is your skipper and, you know, he's the unknown quantity at the moment. He could really add something different because they haven't really had that player that can swing like a Dustin Martin midfield and forward he's done that his whole career and he may get licensed to be able to do that but to do it you need to be cherry ripe and maybe one more game is the right way to go yeah, and they've got such a great combo in there at the moment, especially with Brayshaw and Brody. Brody right in the conversation for a crew of the year. Before I let you go, Paul Hazelby, just uh, percentage-wise, um, how how far off is the lid? Or uh, is hashtag flag mantle <laughs> trending too much? Or are we just keeping things in check relatively over there? I think that's been the difference this year. From the get-go, Fremantle released their five-year plan as such, and they said it's now time that we believe we belong. Finals is a goal. Where the previous five or six years, finals wasn't really the goal. And I hate mm. it when clubs do that because it sort of puts a, a ceiling on what you can achieve. And that hasn't been there. So I'm confident they can handle flag mantle. And even though Longmill came out a couple of weeks ago and said the boys are getting ahead of themselves, I just thought that was strategic from him after two games where they couldn't get their ball movement going 
in the wet. So whatever the fans do, they're, they're really loving it. But I think the players, they're set that this group will go forward. And it's been under strong leadership from Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong and Alex Pearce and these types. I think they're setting this club up for a real crack this year. But if it's not this year, it's certainly coming. Hey, it's always great to catch up with you, mate. Uh, we'll make sure we uh, are always podcasting the run home with you and Damien Martin. Thanks so much for giving us some time on the Macca's run over here. Pleasure, Sammy. Keep up the good work, mate. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.